every kid wants to be recognized and noticed for what they're good at. And it's our job to find those things, help them find those things. When we understand our motivation, we're so much more present and able to help ourselves and other people. We're more than capable of facing whatever challenges we have, but we really have to feel them. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans, bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource space for autism and much more. I'm thrilled to have Wendy Jones join me as my guest today. Wendy is the founder of Be Better Life and Media, a transformational life coach and mother of four. Through her coaching at Be Better Life and productions at Be Better Media, she helps people unlock their potential and growth through greater self-awareness that helps them create more flow in their lives. In her spare time, you will find her at the beach playing volleyball, swimming, and enjoying her kids, cats, and yoga practice. Welcome, Wendy, and thanks so much for taking the time to join me and discuss the work that you do. Absolutely. I, I am so happy to be here, and I it's so interesting to listen to your own bio. It's such a strange, <laughs> strange feeling, but... Is that yeah, really that me? Is, is that yeah, me? that is that's what, I'm all, that's what I'm all about. So thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, me too. So... To get us going, in your work, you often mention the power of asking for help. Can you talk a bit about that? Oh, yeah, that is one I have definitely learned through experience. And it is, it's a really, really hard thing to do. And I think as parents, it can be a really hard thing to do. We feel like we need to know everything. And there's so much information out there. And it can be conflicting. And I just think that that, you know, finding a trusted community that you can go to, because we all need things from time to time. And it's good to be the helper. But oftentimes, it's the one, it's when we need the help that we find ourselves wondering who we should ask. But the most important thing is finding the right people and then having the courage to ask for help. I agree with you, because that is a lesson, hard learned and hard won for me anyway. Because when you're a strong woman, you just take it all on your shoulders. It's that's just what you do, right? And you don't yeah. even think about, well, you know, maybe I really should reach out and and ask for help and be stronger because I can reach out and have a community. More more yeah. it takes a village attitude, right? Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there when you said it's all on your shoulders. That's exactly what I was picturing. I'm very like as an athlete, I'm very body oriented. And that's exactly what I was thinking was just that, that weight on your shoulders and what that does to us. And, you know, there's such a massive mental health, unfortunately, crisis out there. And I think that understanding that we do, we can lean on each other and it takes a village would go a long way to helping that alleviate that in really any segment of the population that you're talking about right now. Yeah. Well, speaking about reaching out and building community, let's talk about our kids. Now, every kid is different. What are your thoughts about individualized parenting for every child? Oh man, as a mom of four, I could not agree with you more. I, you know, they each come into the world differently and I swear they show their personality from the second you hear that first cry. It's something I've learned day by day. I, I remember, I always tell my kids, I'm like, you know, parents are people and we, may, we make mistakes too, but 
I do think that that being able to trust your intuition to really understand your kids and knowing that, you know, there's sometimes they need to be pushed. Sometimes they need to be sheltered or pulled back a little bit, but ultimately trusting that they are these amazing creatures that, that can see their path. It's just our job to help them find it and not really tell them what it is, but just help them as they discover themselves So I, you know, it's something definitely mine are all different types of high performers. Like I I do believe like every kid wants to be recognized and noticed and for what they're good at. And it's our job to find those things, help them find those things. So one of the things when I talk about flow and in parenting, and I do believe it exists, like it's something that people, you know, athletes experience that feeling when everything falls away and you really feel like you're in the zone. But it it exists in parenting. And it's something that I started thinking about five or six years ago. And when I came across something called the challenge skills balance and getting that right, I mean, you do it as a coach on the court, but when you do it with your kid and you challenge them appropriately, not too much, but not too little, and they have the skills to match that challenge that's really when that's a, the sweet spot where they find their flow. And as a parent, you find your flow and you experience that together. So really, if you can figure out that challenge skills balance, that's where that individualized parenting really starts to find its groove. I so. love that analogy. And I, and I love the idea of finding that sweet spot. Let's talk a little more specifically about the benefits and challenges of raising neurodivergent kids. You and I have both been there. Okay, so what is your experience? So with my parenting experience, my fourth born was diagnosed with Asperger's, which is not even in the DSM anymore when he was six, six, and he's 16 now. And, you know, I think you were the one that said, like, we're, we're all on a, we're all on the spectrum and there's just so many different frequencies. Right, the and human so, spectrum, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so his journey has been so interesting, but it really, I mean, he has come such an incredibly long way. And knowing when he was my fourth, I knew that something was different in the way he was just responding to me. From day one, honestly. So a lot of parents, you know, we all have different stories on that. But for me, it was like this, just a feeling that I needed to pay attention a little differently. And by the time he was two, I had thought out, you know, speech therapy and OT and the things that really helped him. And at that time, 10 years ago, or more than 10 years ago, they were telling you, you know, neuroplasticity was just kind of a a new thing that everyone was talking about and that it was zero to five And I remember having this feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to get as much into him before he's five. And it felt like this weight on my chest. And I was diving into everything from nutrition to movement to learning about the nervous system and the way that the brain works and all of these things. And it can feel so incredibly daunting and scary as a parent. And if, if there's anything looking back that I could say now is it really is about bringing calm into your home and trying to bring calm into your heart and understand that your child is right where they're supposed to be and there's a path for them. And that's what I love about what you do is like bringing all those resources into one place 
when a parent's feeling incredibly overwhelmed, that's one thing I know that I felt. And that's why I love what you're doing, because I think it can be such an incredibly challenging time to get a diagnosis. And once I calmed down, we began to find how he moved through the world and then all the things he was bringing to my family and to my other kids and how we learned to work together and have compassion for different experiences and how we are all taking things in. And it's, it's brought so many things to my other kids' lives that I know, you know, they wouldn't understand if they didn't have this experience. And I don't know, it's, it's like, you don't ever want to see your child struggle, but at the same time, like we all struggle with something. Right. And so sometimes I think the younger they learn, if they're supported, they come out a lot stronger than, than any of the rest of us, as long as you know, that it goes back to that, having the village and and, and the right support, but they do add, add a lot. That's so true. I couldn't agree with you more. And I hate the pressure that a lot of these professionals put on, the mothers and the parents and, you know, so, oh, you've got to get it done right away. You go, you know, if you don't do it by the time they're five years old, it's too late. And that is such, I'm sorry, that's such bunk and yeah. it's such pressure on the parents. And I, I just hate when they do that. But I, I love what you say about involving the siblings also in that exploration in that growth along, you know, the, the path as the, as they all grow and learn together it really does make for such a, a wonderful opportunity, really, to become the best people you can be and to to experience things that you never otherwise might have individually and as a family. So tell me how this all led to your mission with Be Better Life and media. Yeah, if I may, there's one more thing I want to add to that last question. Where he is today... And when you do those tests and if they give you scores and you see all that stuff, do not let that stuff freak you out to any parent out there because these kids are going to do what they are capable and the And tests do not tell that story. So that's the last thing I just want to add to that because I remember those being some of the darkest things and look at all these numbers and the numbers do not make the kid. And Matthew has, he has defied that on every sense of the word from, I mean, he's got his driver's license, he's cruising around, like every kid's different, but do not let those numbers define anything because people are so much greater than any test you can ever give them. And I you completely. It's amazing how being a mom can lead you to a bigger mission outside of your home. And that quest for human potential and just being really, really curious about how to make the day better for him turned into all of these practices that I realized like, oh my gosh, they help him, but they help me. They help elite athletes. They help everybody along that human spectrum. When we come back to nutrition and mindfulness and movement and play and the amount, the right amount of rest and sleep and in a world that is so complicated these days with so much information, I really have a desire to bring it back to the simple. And yes, sometimes there is a need for medical intervention that's, you know, with medicines and and things like that. But so often we can come back to high performance through this very simple building of habits. And it's not that we have to do it all at once, 
it's just, and that's where the be better concept comes. It's, it's so much more about being than doing and finding out who we are on the inside and helping our kids find out who they are on the inside and then letting that radiate and come out. And then you connect with the right people, you find your community and it's such an organic experience, but I think it just gets lost in all the noise out there. The world's busy and the 24 seven news cycle and social media and all that, it, it feels very overwhelming unless we have that quiet place and that mindfulness practice. And so that's the one thing I, if, if I could recommend anything, it's like if the world could sit a little bit with their feelings and learn how to do that, that's kind of what we're all about around here. So getting that message out there is, I think, important and also challenging in the world we're living in. So oh, that's for sure. So if there's one takeaway you would want our listeners to remember from our conversation, is that it or is, or is it something else? What would that be? What would be like if you were talking to, let's say, parents with a, a young child who is newly diagnosed um, or parents or, or young people who are facing other challenges in their lives, whatever it might be, what would you want them to take away from our conversation? More and more, as, and I've had these conversations through my podcast, what's really been coming through to me as I talk to people is just slow down and feel your feelings. Like when we understand our motivation, we're so much more present and able to help ourselves and other people. And I think in some of those scariest moments, like we really don't want to put, feel our feelings and we push them away. And that's where that anxiety comes from. It's we're more than capable of facing whatever challenges we have, but we really have to feel them. Otherwise we start to go through these coping mechanisms of numbing and ignoring, or we are, we're victimizing or lashing out. And I think it really does just come back to sitting, being able to sit with ourselves. And that can be scary, but it's something that I very much encourage people to do because as we come down, you know, and by that, I mean, our nervous systems and just learn to, we learn how strong we are and there's nothing more empowering than that. So if some, if there's a parent that's being faced with a challenge, like we all are, know that you're strong enough and that you're here for a reason and something really great is going to come from what you're going through. Cause it's here to challenge you, but also just make you stronger and connect you with incredible people. Like, you know, the way we met. So yeah, just learn to learn to slow down and sit with it for a minute because it's going to ah, be okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And it's not just slowing down and sitting with it, but it's being in that quiet place where you're not doing the talking, but where you're doing the listening and where you're doing the active listening, right? And meeting the other person, whoever it happens to be, if it's your neurodivergent child, if it's your partner, whoever it happens to be, and really hear what they're saying. Whether or not you agree with it, listen and give them an opportunity to, to say their piece and express and communicate and because you may learn something. <laughs> yeah. They might change your opinion and you might actually be able to discover something that's going to help you 
build a bridge, find that common path, help your child defy those numbers, right? <laughs> um, yeah. that, that came back that said, well, your kid's never going to do X, Y, Z. Well, you know what? <laughs> that was totally wrong because we communicated and we listened and we worked together and we created this wonderful village. And now that child who was told that they would never do whatever it was is now not only doing it, but they're one of the best at it in their field. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way that's definitely the way where you and I are very much on the same page about that. Yeah. And I think it's because we've seen it firsthand. It, you just never take no for an answer and trust your gut and the community that you start to find will support that whatever environment you need for to bring your children up in this world. Like you just being intentional about that, the right people come along. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Wendy, I love you. I love what you're about. I love the work that you do. I love the attitude that you have just about life in general. And I'm sure listeners do as well. So tell me, where can our listeners find you? So I have two websites where you can find the work that we're doing. It's bebetter.life. So that's B-E-B-E-T-T-E-R dot life, L-I-F-E. Or you can find our stories and some of the bigger media projects we're working on at bebettermedia.tv. So that's B-E-B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-D-I-A.tv. And my vision is for these two projects to really come together and bebetter.life is a community where like minds can find lots of healthy products and organizations and communities like yours. And then Be Better Media is just a place for storytelling because I really believe that where people can are vulnerable enough to tell their stories and we find active listeners that want to listen, we really have a space where we can grow together and storytelling is incredibly healing. So that's why I'm in both of those spots and we're just going to grow this thing as, as big as we can get it. And I appreciate you for giving us the space to share with people. Absolutely. And I have no doubt that you are going to keep growing and just do fantastic things. You're already doing fantastic things, but you're going to continue to do things that are really going to make a big difference in the world. So kudos to you. And I'm so glad that you came on today and shared a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, like I said, for giving me the space and thanks for helping all those parents out there that are looking for these resources because it's needed and it's less overwhelming with your vision and people like you doing that. So thank you. Thank you, Wendy. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.